Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Kylie Omiller showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer Swift and scores. Are you kidding me? By Dylan Ward. Gets topside. Rambo scores. You're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk, your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. I'll start with uh, you guys, Pat and Austin. Uh, what's the vibe like in Halifax this weekend so far? Um, uh, well, full disclosure, Pat and I are sitting beside each other at the bar right now. We're waiting for his uh, chowder to show up. So we're just hanging out, but uh, Halifax is buzzing as far as we were walking to go to the arena earlier. We had people like it's a different vibe out here. It's cool. It's guys, you know, people saying like "good luck to you" and all that. You don't really get that in bigger. It's a lot of fun to see. Even like like we're just media guys, but you kind of get treated like the players out here, so it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome to be quite honest. As Austin said. Uh, a ritual here every time that I come down to California, I've got to grab the uh, the seafood order um, at the hotel restaurant, the uh, Marriott Harbor Front. So waiting to grab that and I'm going to take it up to the room. And then I'm, I'm excited to actually finally talk about some, some real box lacrosse. Uh, over 630 days, who's counting though? Uh, we finally have some real NLL action to talk about. And now... Um, you know, we've got some props, we've got some odds. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. I honestly think it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons that we've seen from the National Lacrosse League in a long time. No, yeah, for sure. And I want to talk betting a little bit. So I'll give you the floor, uh, Pat, on that, just because this is the first time that people come back on the end of the At least for Canadians. Me as being American, just yet, and hopefully we're going to do it soon. But um, talk to a little bit about Full bet and the ability to bet, and you know, kind of uh, we'll get to some play a little bit later, but uh, you know, how people can go play sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're in Canada, 110% you can join on Cool Bet. Um, you know, that's one thing that myself and um, some of the other folks at Cool Bet, you know, we pride ourselves off being, you know, Canada's number one source for, for sports betting. And how can you be? Uh, considered Canadian and not have lacrosse odds. And my boss, who's not even a lacrosse fan, um, he, you know, he said that, uh, you know, we need to provide odds for, for lacrosse fans. And, um, you know, the NLL, you know, that's something that we targeted. Um, the, the odds makers have done a tremendous job offering some great futures markets, what I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about. Um, and, you know, we partnered with the Toronto Rock and, uh, obviously one of the most iconic brands when it comes to the National Lacrosse League. So, uh, you know, we're super pumped. If you want to join, head to coolbet.com. Uh, use the promo code OTCB. No free ads, but free ad here. Uh, use that and we'll, uh, we'll double up your, uh, your first deposit up to $200 Canadian. And I know folks, uh, south of the border obviously can't use Coolbet. But I do know that there are some betting lines coming soon. I can't say where they're coming, um, but I have an idea. And, and, you know, you folks down south probably won't have to wait too, too much longer. That's great to hear. I'm certainly excited about that. Um, And uh, I'm trying to get uh, Brendan and Sam on here as well, working on that. But, uh, yeah, definitely exciting with the betting side of things, guys. Um, yeah, and, you know, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Off the Crossbar podcast as well with Pat and Teddy Jenner, I know they give, you guys give out your uh, box bets um, each week. So definitely, guys, check that out and check out Coolback Canada if you are able to bet in Canada. But, um, yeah, I'm going to – I think we got Sam now on a speaker. I'm going to try to get uh, Brendan as well. Welcome, Sam. Sam is a PLT contributor. Um, he's going to join to talk a little bit about these games as well. We're going to work on getting you on Brendan as well. Um, but let's start off with the first game tonight. I know, uh, Pat, you kind of have a play on this game too, in terms of betting. We got Vancouver Warriors taking on the San Diego Seals. Um, first look at Dane Doby and a Seals uniform. Uh, a bunch of others that we're going to get to see too. Reed Bowering, 
uh, making his rookie debut as well as Adam Taylor do this. Uh, so, but give people what you're thinking on this game from a betting perspective. That uh, from a betting perspective, I honestly think that you know the Vancouver Warriors catching, uh, you know, getting two and a half here at minus one twenty-seven. That line is has moved. Um, not the line, but but the actual odds itself was moved. So uh, I guess we're seeing some action uh, come in on the the spread, um, and even the money line has moved. Is uh, you know uh, from cool bet at least uh, at plus two hundred. So obviously people are buying in on the Warriors here, um, and for good reason. Uh, they revamped their offense, uh, brought in Marty Dinsdale, who I think is going to be a really underrated piece. Uh, obviously, we've seen what um, Adam Charlombides can do in the NCAA. But uh, for folks who haven't seen him inside the box, because it has been a while, um, he's an electric player. He's a freak athlete. Uh, he's got a high motor and a high lacrosse IQ. I'm super excited to see what he can do. And then you, you forget Adam Jones, pretty good lacrosse player. He's a guy that I actually pegged um, to lead the league in scoring, and I think he has a great opportunity to do so. Uh, and I'm always ready to, to ride the Shush bus. Uh, Logan Shush as well. I think he is poised to have a big year. I think this offense is, is going to be dynamic. The big thing is, are they going to be able to keep the ball out of the net? Um, and with some uncertainty between the pipes, I think they're deep solid. Uh, you already mentioned Reed Bowering. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. Uh, but it's really, really concerning about goaltending just with the uncertainty. With that being said, first game, um, both these teams are going to be looking to get their feet wet. When you're going to give me two and a half goals, uh, I'm going to take that 110%, especially with the value at 127. It has moved. I think I locked that in a little bit closer to about 110. Um, I would still play there if you're still looking at the line here. Uh, I really like Vancouver. Maybe not to win, but to keep it close. Yeah, no, absolutely. It looks like we got Brendan on here as well as a speaker. But, uh, no, absolutely. I actually, you know, looking at these uh, these games, since there's been so much that's happened in these past two years, um, you know, I like – you know, the underdogs getting some points just because, you know, I personally think the Seals will probably win this game tonight. That's uh, my pl- my pick to win straight up. But when you're looking at, you know, teams giving points, you know, the NLL is such a tightly contested league that if you're going to give team two and a half points, um, you know, they don't have to win, but if at least they only lose by two, you're still winning money there. So um, I like that play just for that reason. Um, and again, you know, I think looking at this slate, um, it was tough for me to kind of pick any favorites um, against the spread just because you are having to, you know, lay that one and a half points at the least, you know, in some cases two and a half points. And um, I just don't know if I, I can do that, you know, for the first week of the season. Um, that's why, you know, for a lot of these plays, I, I like the underdog. Um, but certainly, yeah, I, I do think there's uh, some value there in Vancouver. Um, maybe from an X's and O's standpoint, Austin, what do you see from this game tonight? Um, it's like our first game in, you know, nearly two years now in the NLL action. Um, anything in particular that Pat didn't touch on? Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch this matchup because like, like you said, you know, these teams have had a couple of scrimmages under their belt, but from, you know, the gauge I've kind of got from the players is they're, they're going to be really excited to go, but that also brings that layoff, brings sloppy play as well in terms of penalties and, you know, just uncharacteristic mistakes that you wouldn't see out of teams when they're going full swing in a regular season. So I keep an eye on that. But I think Pat, Pat nailed it, honestly. Um, the main thing I'm going to be watching for with Vancouver is um, Alex Buquet. He's supposed to be in net for them. I think Eric Penny uh, is gone from their roster. So I think he's a guy that I believe this is his fourth or fifth team in as many seasons. He's around the league a little bit. Uh, and last year, I know he kind of bounced in between with Goa Abrams with uh, the New York Riptide. So uh, I'm interested to see. He's obviously had a good camp um, to beat out Eric Penny, who was the, unquestionably the starter uh, with the Warriors last year. But when you look at it, I think it comes down to, you know, Vancouver's offense is loaded. Uh, San Diego's defense is very good. Uh, I really like, you know, Brody Merrill cam holding. Uh, a guy that we're really high on, and Pat and I both, is Matt Sykes. We got to watch him this summer play box, and he's a guy that's going to have a really big season, I think, and he's going to, you know, open a lot of eyes. Um, San Diego is going – like, I, I got to see them firsthand when they played uh, Halifax in the preseason, they look good. But uh, losing Austin Stotts to, I believe, it was an ACL injury, Pat, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
uh, another ACL injury is, is a tough bounce. And, you know, you're going to have those guys like, you know, Dane Doby's really going to help you out here, but losing Audie's going to be tough. But you have, you know, Dane Doby, you've got Zach Brewer, you've got Casey Jackson, you've got guys that can fill in and, you know, make a difference. It's just going to be a question of which offense is able to fire. Because this is honestly two of the best offenses in the league uh, going head-to-head. So that'll be what I'm watching and just what uh, what Alex Duque is able to do in this first game as a starter for the Warriors. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, the over-under is set at 23 right now. I'd probably play that over just because uh, we did talk about, you know, the high-scoring offenses. I mean, you know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, you get a 14-12 game here. Um, that's going to push it over. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Now we'll move on to the Saturday slate um, with the Rush versus the Thunderbirds. Probably a lot of ours uh, most intriguing matchup, just given you know their history last season, um, that overtime thriller in Halifax that saw the Rush come out on top. Um, I'll start with you, Pat, on this. Anything you see from this game, and that can be you know X's and O's or, or from the better side of things. Uh, from just an entertainment standpoint, I mean, this game last year was the craziest game that I have ever called, ever have been a part of. Um, it's just straight up was absolutely I I don't know if fans are going to be treated uh, to quite the thriller, uh, but you can guarantee these two teams are going to put on a show here in Halifax. I, in my opinion, uh, in Vegas's opinion, these are two of the top teams in the National Lacrosse League. I think when you look at Halifax, yes, they're a little bit long in the tooth uh, with some of their top players, um, but that also means that they have experience. They have veteran leadership. They also have a lot of really young, talented players on both sides of the ball. Um, when you look at Saskatchewan, um, there's no, no doubting what they've been able to do, dominating the West year after year um, on offense and on defense. Their defense is probably the best Defensive four in the last decade, you could argue. Uh, their offense, super dynamic. Um, Derek Keenan no longer on the bench, but he is still the general manager. Um, but he has uh, quite the uh, coaches that are in place. Uh, Jeff McComb is going to be the you know first time as a head coach. Um, a long time coming for him. Uh, and he's been learning under Derek Keenan for a long time. Who better to learn from? Uh, than Derek Keenan. thing that's very concerning, and I brought it up with Vancouver, and the thing for me, for Saskatchewan, is Adam Shoot. Uh, is he going to be able to do enough to, um, you know, stifle this Halifax offense? The defense for Saskatchewan, what they need to do is make sure that he sees all the shots that he wants to see. Keep them from the outside. Make sure they're those low-scoring um, low percentage shots from the outside. Whereas if you're Halifax, I think the key for them is to start out fast, try to push in transition, get those odd man rushes, try to get to the middle, get to the dirty areas. And I think if you can bury a few on Adam shoot early, uh, you can really, really take advantage. But with that being said, if you force things too much and allow shoot to get in the groove and get his confidence, um, then you allow that defense to set the tone and decide and dictate where this game's going to go. So uh, I, from a betting perspective, I don't know where I win, to be honest. Um, this, I think this is going to be a super, super tough game. Um, with the two defenses, I would maybe lean under 22 and a half, but look at the game that we saw just, uh, you know, last season. So this is probably a stay away game for me, to be quite honest. I'm going to sit back and enjoy it as a broadcaster and enjoy it as a fan, but I, I'm sure someone might have some value, uh, maybe even on some props here. Uh, but this is a game that I think everyone has had circled on their calendar, uh, and I think people are going to be excited to watch. Yeah, we have a play in this game. You really like the rush. You know, you can get them at plus money on the money line. But again, I think this team is going to be, or this game is going to be really, really tight. So I'm staying away from this as well. Sam, I'll let you um, give your thoughts. I know you have some thoughts about. Yeah, uh, I mean, my my main thought was this was probably one of the better games we're going to see this weekend, just because I know a lot of people have Halifax and Saskatchewan in like top three in the league. Um, and I mean, coming and we haven't seen them play in. Or two years. So it's. I feel like a lot of these picks are going to be a wash just because of how much roster turnover there's been. But we, Halifax was eight and four. Um, they had one of the better offenses in the league. They had 139 goals through their first 12 games. Um, 
But to be fair, they also let in 126, whereas Saskatchewan was best in the league with only allowing 93. Um, you know, like we said about their, their goal of the shoot, he, you know, it's going to be a tough game for them. And I did pick Saskatchewan. I mean, they're only a few years removed from a title run. So, you know, I think that they'll be able to – I think they'll be able to do enough, and I think this is, uh, that Halifax's defense won't actually be able to stop them quite enough as much as the rush will, um, which is why I took, took them uh, for their spread and obviously just to win outright. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely going to be tightly contested. And like you mentioned, shoot is, I think, you know, a, a storyline to watch. You know, Evan Kirk, their goalie last year, obviously leaving to go to Rochester and free agency. Um, and they, they lost a few guys, too, and uh, Matt Hosick and Travis Cornwall as well. So that's why, you know, they had Matt Beers in free agency, so place a little bit of that. But um, that's why I think I like the Thunderbirds. I'm going to disagree because I like the Thunderbirds a little bit more just because they're returning some more guys. Uh, addition of Tyson Bell on that defense, uh, you know, pairing him with Graham Hasek, who obviously is uh reigning three-time defender of the year. But, uh, yeah, this game, again, I'm going to stay away from it. You know, I'm leaning Halifax to win straight up. Um, I'd honestly probably take the rush with the points just given the fact that, you know, again, it's one of these games where it's so tightly contested. I, I like a team getting, you know, a point and a half. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is another game. I agree with Pat where I might, you know, if I, if I was able to bet, which I'm not, I would probably pass on it, um, and look elsewhere. Um, we'll move on now to the mammoth versus the swarm. Um, I'll toss to you, Austin. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Um, obviously the swarm are going to, you know, be looking a little bit different. Um, they're a younger team than when we last saw them. Um, and they're actually going to be facing, uh, Zed Williams, former player of theirs on the mammoth. Um, so do you have any thoughts on this game, Austin? Oh, so we have obtained the chowder. There's an update. I'm sorry. So we're just in transit to a quieter spot. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the main thing I'm watching with this game is obviously, obviously what has sort of been talked about with the swap season, which is losing Randy Stotts to an ACL injury and losing Zed Williams, uh, to the mammoth in a trade that uh, ended up being – ended up with Dan Coates, excuse me, uh, and then Dan Coates ended up walking. So that was a tough uh, tough draw there for Georgia. But I, I really like both of these teams. Um, I think Georgia has had a tough time coming in, especially when I was looking at their roster thinking, how are they going to fill that righty side um, with Lyle? Uh, and they've done it by bringing up two guys who are pretty much Swiss Army Knives uh, and Jordan McIntosh and Brennan Bomberry, and they're both going to play up front. So I'm very interested to see what they do. Um, in terms of the Mammoth, they're a very, you know, interesting squad. Zed, uh, Zed's going to be Zed. You guys have seen it. Uh, he got traded to the Mammoth right before he started that 2020 PLL season, and now he's an absolute superstar. So he joined the Mammoth, and his stock went through the roof, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, then you have a guy like Ryan Lee. If you liked him in the PLL, you're going to love him in box. He does the exact same things, just – in tighter spots um there's obviously you know the big thing we we obviously like to, to joke about wardo and trade ward and that'll be in full effect this year so uh he's very much safe with the colorado mammoth i don't think he's getting traded like he did off chaos he's probably going to be up for goalie of the year and this goalie matchup's the thing that i'll be watching quite honestly and i know i'm going a bit long but uh mike Poulin against dylan ward is just about as good of a goalie matchup in this league as you're going to get mike Poulin. um probably one of the most consistent goalies since he's been a starter. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to put up these crazy big numbers, but he's going to win you some games and he's going to be solid while he does it. He's not going to lose you any games. And I think that's the biggest part of being a goalie in this league. Um, I'm trying to think about the Colorado defense. I'm sorry. I'm blanking, but um, they, they've got some pieces. Robert Hope was just named the captain today. So I think all around, this is going to be a very underrated matchup. I would say um, when you look at it, <laughs> I think, Oh God, I, I'm not even going to make a score prediction, but do you, do you go with, you know, Zed having a game against his former team? I'd say probably Lyle's going to be Lyle and he's probably going to put four or five points on the board in his sleep. Um, and I'd expect, uh, I don't know, I, Greg, do you want to hammer the over? Or? That's what makes it. Well, I think the over was set up. The, the over was set at uh, 20 and a half, which I was kind or sorry. Was it? Uh, yeah, no, it was 20 yeah. and a half, which is kind of surprised with. And yes, I get it. Uh, Dylan Ward, the stout defense of the mammoth. 
Um, but that total certainly seems low to me. It wasn't really an official play uh, for me, but now looking at it, I think that's somewhere where I would lean to. My best bet or my favorite bet of, uh, of uh, from a value standpoint, I think it's Mammoth on the money line, uh, and Austin touched on it a lot with Georgia, the fact that they have a ton of holes to fill, and I think eventually they're going to be okay. I just think it might be a little bit of a slow start for them. Uh, I think Lyle is going to get him a lot more touches. I think Jackson is going to get a lot more touches, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Those two guys with the ball and their stick more than what we saw last year is fantastic. But um, the thing for me is this is a completely different offense. Uh, And I think on on the defensive side of the ball, um, they're still trying to figure out um, their identity. And I just think, uh, getting that value um, at plus 110, uh, I, I really like it. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think Colorado is going to run away with this as a bad line or anything. Um, and I feel like an absolute moron for betting against Lyle Thompson. But I see value here. Um, and for me, it's it's more or less not betting against Lyle Thompson. It's seeing value when you have Dylan Ward in between the pipes. I just casually brushed over the reigning league MVP as well. So that's... I'm I'm buzzing right now. <laughs> Shane Jackson get a you know a hat trick in this game like a, oh yeah previous seasons. Um, the no, better question is when is Shane Jackson not going to get a hat trick? Yeah, exactly. That should be a, I'm sure that should be a prop. Um, and the I have to agree with you with the Mammoth money line because that was the one that I looked at when I saw this come out and the, um, that was like hmm. well, I got you know it, I understand Storm at home you got Lyle Thompson but. I feel like I would have probably made them the underdogs in this. Um, again, I don't think it's a bad line either. It's it, you know we have we have nothing to really go off of um, for two years here to to kind of see how these matchups are going to be. But I really really like that um, play. You know, if you're getting the mammoth at plus money, um, it, it seems like a, a good bet for for someone to take um, in this game. Again, um, yeah, this total set at twenty and a half is low. I mean, you got Pullen and, and Ward, but I do find it hard to believe that. This team, the, these teams are going to put up, uh, you know, less than twenty-one points. I, I think it's going to be over that, um, but definitely interesting. Do you have any thoughts on this game, Brendan? Yeah, I feel like goaltending travels, and great to to hear and hear. Well, not see you, but hear from all of you. This is uh, great. Thanks for setting this up, Hutton. Um, yeah, like I, I look, I'm looking back at Georgia's games from two years ago, and they were actually a pretty good. They were a pretty good. Uh, pretty good road team but at home defensively outside of their opener against philadelphia they weren't they weren't great um you look at some of their home game logs they lost by one to philly 12 11 um they allowed 18 to calgary they did beat new york held them to nine um but at home i mean allowing 16 to buffalo they played georgia or colorado played at georgia last year the previous year that the last year we had games they scored 13 I'm really into the Zed Williams revenge narrative. That's a, it's a big deal in betting, I think. So I actually, I love the idea of Zed Williams going back to his old crib and, and making these guys pay. So, but I, I, I do find it, uh, <laughs> I do find it pretty risky it, betting against Lyle Thompson. That, that, that would make me feel a little uneasy. That's for sure. Um, but I agree when you look at the number, just from a betting standpoint, looking at, uh, the cool bet lines, you're not getting great value Georgia at minus 135. So I think it, it makes sense why you'd want to pick Colorado, but um, the game script for them would, would, would be a lower scoring game and, and to score early to kind of quell the enthusiasm in that building. No, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, given um, the fact that, you know, I think Horn's in agreement kind of that, you know, this might, this game should probably go over the 20 and a half. Um, you know, we could pull in and wards could surprise us or maybe not surprise us in, in that way. But, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, it is, it's tough to bet against Lyle Thompson, but, um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like the mammoth, uh, might pull this one out. Um, and again, like getting them a plus money is, is where I, I like to, to, place my bets but we'll move on now to panther city in their first game um against philadelphia wings uh coach tracy kolesky his former team as an assistant um is now head coach of panther city um you know this is a completely new expansion team and we haven't seen expansion teams historically have too much success in their first season 
Um, and this Wings team, uh, I think a lot of people can agree, is a contender and has gotten a lot better. But um, do you have any thoughts on this, Cam, um, in terms of whether you like Panther City to come out against this Wings team um, well, or do you think, you know, the Wings um, – kind of, you know, have a good shot at just wrapping this game up? Uh, so I think that the – I'm excited to see just the expansion team overall. I know they, they didn't have to draft against anybody in their expansion draft, so I think they had a little bit of an easier time building what they wanted. Um, plus, you know, they uh, – Randy, Randy Stott's coming off of an ACL, not necessarily this game, but potentially later in the season, I think will be huge for them. Um, but I think that their their defense has a couple of really solid guys in there that can – um, I think stifle a little bit what the wings have going for them. Cause the wings have, I mean, an absolutely incredible offense. I mean, they have Matt Rambo, who's going to do his thing. I mean, Kevin Crowley, Ben McIntosh, which was a huge deal for them to get him as well. Um, I think that Panther city, so I have them as like my favorite bets. They're like plus 300. And I just, I thought they had like, cause they, uh, they have Connor Kelly as a forward. Um, they have Cornwall in transition. Like I, I think they'll be able to do like do enough that a plus bet would warrant that. Like I think their odds to win would be better than that. Um, but I mean, ultimately, I would say like I would bet on the wings to win. Um, I think that they'll be able to do enough, but I think it'll be a lot closer than maybe the money is suggesting. So maybe you're saying like a little sprinkle on Panther City at that those plus three hundred because those are some pretty juicy um, odds. I don't know what are your thoughts uh, in this game, Pat. Um, in this perspective, do you think it's worth maybe sprinkling a little bit on Panther City just because they are plus three hundred, or are you taking the, the safer um, team against the Wings, or maybe passing just given the the, uh, the lines shake out? I mean, if you want to sprinkle it, but by all means, be my guest. But at the end of the day, I think Philadelphia here. I think they're a wagon. I think they're an absolute wagon. I love what, you know, Coach Paul Day has done with this team. Um, Sam did a great job outlining how good their offense is. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, they have a bunch of really, really good athletes that can get the ball up the floor. And I think the big X factor, and I feel like I keep going back, and I'm not even a goalie union guy, but the big X factor for me uh, is if Zach Higgins can repeat what he did, um, you know, last time the NLL hit the floor, uh, he was tremendous. He was lights out. He was a, a goaltender of the year candidate. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Dougie Jameson having an unbelievable season, he probably wins. Um, and if it's a full season, who knows what he's be able to, what he's able to do. Um, and not to say that I don't think Panther City is going to be a, a strong expansion club because I think. What Tracy Koleski, Bob Hamley, uh, you know Steve Toll, Dan T. What they are building down in Texas right now, um, it's a winning culture, and it's a uh, you know grab your lunch pail, put your hard hat and your steel toe boots on, and let's go to work. I love what they're building here. But with that being said, in their first game, you know on the road in Philadelphia against a team that feels like they're a championship contender, the task just might be too tall. I think if you really want some, you know, if you want a little bit of a, of a closer bet here, I think getting them, you know, Panther City at plus two and a half um, at plus 112 might be maybe the smarter play, not getting as much value. Um, but you don't need them to outright win. If they keep this within two goals, um, your bet's going to cash. I, I like, I think, Panther City. I don't think they're going to go old for I don't think they're going to struggle all season long. I just don't think this is a spot for them where they open up their inaugural season uh, with a win over a, a championship caliber team. No, I, I kind of tend to agree with you, Pat. And again, I'm not going to probably, I wouldn't play the the wings on the money line at minus 400. Um, you know, maybe play them at minus two and a half, um, you know, but again, like you said, you could get Panther city at plus two and a half. Uh, it's still plus money. So, you know, if you're still laying money, um, you know, minus two and a half. I don't know if I'd even touch the wings in this game just because they are so heavily favored. Um, but like you said, I do think they're going to win. So, um, you know, it's it's maybe smart necessarily to put money on Panther City. But like you said too, Sam, you could do a little sprinkle. Um, plus 300 is as good as you're probably going to get, um, you know, this week. It actually is the best you're going to get this weekend for the underdogs on the money line. But uh, yeah, this is another game that I'm probably going to, stay away from um we'll move on now to Alfire wolves previously new england black wolves when we last saw them 
Um, and they're taking on the Toronto Rock in their new home in Hamilton. I'll go to you, Brendan, in this game since you are the play-by-play broadcaster for Albany. What do you like in this game? What do you see happening? You know, maybe not necessarily from a betting perspective, but um, just in terms of this Albany team. Yeah, so it's not your it's not an expansion team, of course, just relocation. So a lot of the core pieces remain intact. The glaring question, the elephant in the room is what does the offense look like without Callum Crawford? And how how does everyone elevate their games within their offensive scheme? So a lot is going to be asked of Joe Resiteritz as their number one, which the coaching staff fully believes Joey Rez is, is capable of being that guy for their team. Um, the question now is, again, how does the depth kind of rise up the ranks and how do they perform? They have to get a big lift on the left side out of Andrew Q. They believe in Riley O'Connor a ton on the left side. The staff loves Riley O'Connor. I think he's in for a breakout season. O'Connor going into his... I think this is year six for Riley. I, it's, he's in a spot where I feel he, he could have a breakout campaign and, and put his name uh, up there as far as one of the better young lefties entering his prime. And then on the right side, they bring back Jordan Durston, uh, Charlie Kitchen reacquired. Staff loves him as well. His junior A ball time up uh, north of the border. He should make an impact. Cle- uh, Coach Clem Durazio uh, worked a lot with Charlie and Hisman. So the staff was very focused on getting him back under their control uh, after they lost him in expansion. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Um, but I feel like out of the gate, and I think Pat touched on this about Dougie Jameson's goalie of the year, goaltender of the year campaign. Um, look, they're going to ride him quite a bit here out of the gate and looking at the lines from cool bet. I think it's, I like using the lines as a, as a, as a, t- a jumping off point. So Albany's a favorite on the road to open the year. And look, as far as like Toronto goes, just talking X's and O's from this matchup. I, I believe actually Toronto's a favorite um, is what I'm, I'm seeing right now. Oh, my uh, bad, my bad, my bad. I read that wrong. My bad. Toronto at yep. minus 120. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. That info to people. <laughs> no, thank you. No, I appreciate that. My bad. I, I mean, so, okay. But you, some, you gave me a heart attack. I was just about to throw my responsibly throw my entire mortgage on uh, on okay. Toronto there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, that's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, that, that's good, though. My fault. Um, but still, I feel like it's a pretty close line, um, all things considered. Uh, and, like, historically with Toronto, their key has always been health, right? If Schreiber's right, they're a different animal um, offensively. So, And they've got some new pieces as well. Some youngsters are going to get some opportunities there. Um, but make no mistake uh, – just looking at the, the, the Firewolves all together, they've got some veteran pieces on defense, a world champion in Greg Downing, anchor in Brett Manny, Watkinson's back. I really like what he brings to the table. Nick Chaykowski, another year older. Um, and then, of course, you got Dougie Jameson, who, between the pipes, he looks great. Has, has everyone seen Dougie? I mean, the guy is sexy, man. Look at him. He, he's ready He's ready for a big year. Um <laughs> So, look, th- th- I think they're going to have to pride themselves on the defensive end out of the gate and offensively. Can their – and Brad Smith was someone they got in the draft. He, he, he did some work. He shined at the PLL for a little bit. Tanner Thompson's another name uh, to keep an eye on. So we're going to find out right away um, what kind of leap on the left side. Keep an eye on the left side at forward. No Stephen LeBlanc. Callum Crawford on the right side's out. You're going to ask a lot out of Riley O'Connor and Andrew Q. And I think Q is, of course, the, the, the big name to, to keep an eye on because he's a high draft pick. And some folks thought, remember the draft a couple years ago, the entry draft. Some figured, all right, he's probably going one. He falls to three. And Rich Lisk at the time when he was running the show with the Black Wolves, he thought it was a steal. So Andrew Q, high expectations. I'm expecting a big leap from Q. I think he's the X factor for their team. Yeah, this is definitely going to be – I think this is my favorite matchup, and it's actually uh, TSN's matchup of the week um, as well. So I think they did a good job picking that one. Um, I'm not even going to, you know, try to pick someone uh, to win this game straight up or against the spread. I would probably go under as well. I mean, it's twenty set at 21. So, you know, it, it, you're asking them, the defense, to really step up. Um, but given, like, what we said, you got Nick Rose for the Rock in cage and then Dougie Jameson, you know, defending – 
goaltender of the year. Um, and these defenses are, are strong. So I'm probably going to go under. And I think that's uh, where you were kind of looking to in this pad. I'm looking at your uh, box bets article right now on lacrosse file so you guys can check that out. But um, that was game. When I like to look at these totals is looking who you got in net. Um, and these two goaltenders are, are some of the top in the, the league. So um, that's kind of a play I, I like that you had on there. Um, we'll move on. Now. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Pat. I was just gonna just wanted to quickly say yeah. So that line actually moved. It, it opened up at twenty one and a half. Now it's down to to twenty one. And, and quickly before moving on the game, uh, Glass is, is quite spot on with the fact that you know the, the the coaching staff is pretty high on a lot of these guys to come in here and, and step up to the plate. And I'm not saying that this offense is going to be better without Callum Crawford um, because let's be honest, this guy is a consistent MVP well, candidate. Well, we know, but the we know way... too, if, if you felt that way, that would have been your hot take during the segment the other day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I, T- Teddy would have been the one falling right. off the chair instead of me. But the one thing that I, I will say, and I'm not saying that they're going to be better because they're, they're, they're going to have to get more creative. But with that being said, the way that this coaching staff wants to play is there's not just one guy that you know, is the facilitator, not the one guy who, who is night in, night out, putting up the consistent points. Yes, they allow that because Callum Crawford is a special player and that's the type of player he is. But the way that they design their offense, when you watch whether it's, you know, when they play in the summer with, with the Toronto Beaches or some of the other teams that they coached in the past, uh, it's scoring by committee. And I think that's something that they're going to really have to prove that that can be successful in the National Lacrosse League, not just for a team that squeaks into the playoffs and, you know, maybe wins a round, but they have to prove that this is a championship formula. And they believe that Joe Rez could step up. I, I won't go into too much because, you, you know, Glass did a great job, but they don't have to put up the number Alan Crawford put up, but they have to put up big numbers um, as a group. And I think they're confident enough with their defense with their goaltender and Dougie Jameson, and, and then with some of these guys to step up and play a bigger role. I think Albany is greatly, greatly underrated, and I don't know why. What was their, what was their uh, but this is a team to win the title? What was it, plus 2,200, I think you guys had, something like that? Uh, I'm, I'll pull it, was it up 22. Right now. Yeah, I think it was 2,200, so obviously we've seen some action on that. So it's at uh, plus – uh, it's 20 to one okay. now. So it's moved a little bit. And I think some people have seen some value. Uh, Hutton, I know you mentioned on your podcast that that was probably your best value play. And I, for me, I don't know. I mean, these, these, uh, these futures won't close. I mean, I think you probably only have about, I do believe they're going to reopen at some point. Um, but I don't know when the next time we open this up, if, if Albany starts off with a, in Hamilton, against a very tough Toronto Rock team, I'm sorry, those value, you're not getting those odds again. So if you believe in the Firewolves, um, this is your, this is kind of, you know, last call because uh, you've got about, you know, 20 minutes here to make that bet because I, I don't think you're going to see that value last ever thing, again. Last thing I'll say on, on Albany, to, to Pat's point, is Callum, Callum is an underfeeder. And on any given night, when they were winning games last year, the 1920 season, when he sacrificed, he was still putting up to Pat's point, double digit points. And it wasn't eight goals, four assists. Normally it was pretty balanced. Like you were getting maybe six assists. So it's not just the scoring, right? It's can Callum or part of me, can someone replace Callum's feeding? Cause when he bought in, they cruised right so like i said it's as everyone moves up the depth chart can joey res it's not only put the ball in the back of the net but can he also set up teammates so i think it's just it's really a compliment to callum uh as, as a feeder as well no absolutely and like you said pat yeah I, I would hop on this future that was my best value like you said because you know they People were making arguments. They were t- technically the top team in the league when everything shut down. Um, and, you know, obviously we didn't play a full season, so we didn't see how the playoffs shake out. But um, for them to be valued, you know, have the, those great of odds in the futures market, I, I agree. I would jump on this now. Because um, even if, you know, they do have some dips and flows, you know, throughout the season, 
um, you're probably not going to get them as good as they are right now, um, you know, especially if they win tomorrow. Um, even if they lose, you know, if they play the Rock tough, I, I still think that that futures line moves a little bit. Um, we'll to Buffalo, which is a rematch of the 2019 championship, um, 2019-2020 season, or to, I'm sorry, 2018-2019 season. Um, and uh, these teams are both, well, Calgary's looking a lot different than they did when they won that uh, championship. Obviously, no Dane Doby, their MVP that season. Um, a few other moves as well, um, as well as, you know, Buffalo. They're looking pretty similar. They've made some changes. Mitch DeSnew uh, goes on to Toronto, um, you know, but they also add Tohoka in the draft. Um, so I, I think these teams are looking a lot different than when we last saw them in the finals. Uh, but this is one of my, the games I think is going to be a great game to watch this weekend as well, and I see this really tight. This one is essentially a pick em game. You, you have to lay money on both of them on the money line. That just shows how closely uh, this is being, you know, weighed by the cool bet team um so i don't even know who i would uh, you know take on the money line i guess i'd probably take calgary just because they're getting some points here but uh what do you think austin from this game um these two teams we haven't seen them play in a long time but uh the you know the rivalry is probably still there yeah i think um you know with with calgary it really comes down to dane doby uh he was obviously the the nll cup mvp in 2019 uh, he was, I don't want to say the straw that stirred the drink because that would be doing a disservice to Curtis Dixon and Jesse King, but he was really a guy that, you know, he was a guy that was able to come off the bench uh, in transition, was able to pot those on a short bench. He was able to do a lot of different things and hurt you in a lot of different ways. And him moving on not only from Calgary, but to a division rival in San Diego is not a great scenario for Calgary to be in. Um, in terms of this rematch, I mean, it, again, I, I keep going back to the goalies. Um, but it, again, it, I said that the last game we talked, or the last game I talked about, Colorado Georgia was one of the best goaltending matchups in in the league. I stand corrected because Matt Vince and uh, Kristen Del Bianco are world class. Both of them, put quite simply, um, you know, Delge is going to come out and put up a huge game, and he's. He's going to need to because Calgary, you know, took some hits uh, through guys moving on all over the place. I mean, even, you know, Delbs is going to have to take on a bigger role this season because Tyler Richards is back up uh, from the last couple seasons retired. So, <laughs> you know, he's going to have a tough time with, with Buffalo there. I don't want to say wagon because that puts unrealistic expectations on them right off the bat. But when you add a guy like Tohoku and Andy Koch, uh, you already have Josh Byrne, Dane Smith. And then you have guys like Chase Fraser. You've got Kyle Buchanan on the roster. You've got weapons all over the place. And their their defense is really underrated as well because you talk about all those offensive names. You've got a guy that's in the defensive player of the year conversation every single season than Steve Priolo. You know, you've got guys that can hurt you in transition. You've got an all-world goalie. They are, they are one of the most impressive units in the league. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how that offense clicks. Um you know, they've had camp and all that. I'll be looking for with Buffalo is just that, like I said, that offense is so talented, but there are so many guys that need to be fed and there's only one ball. Obviously it's the classic situation we run into and it's never bad to have options, but you know, if Connor Fields plays, he's going to need touches. Tohoku is going to need his touches. And then you got to run the offense through Josh and Dane basically. So it's, it's, it's a nice problem to have. I'd say if you're Buffalo, but this matchup is, for me, it's Buffalo's offense against Christian Del Bianco in that defense. Um, and I didn't even touch on Zach Currier. I apologize. Um, he he's going to be fun to watch this year. But he's he and that defense are going to have a lot of very interesting matchups. Uh, it's it's death by a thousand cuts with that team. And if the chemistry is together, then Buffalo is going to be flying. I I really like that roster. And if it all comes together for them, they're going to be trouble for a lot of teams. No, for sure. And the over-under is set at 21 and a half for that game. So, um, again, you know, it's tough for me to, to try to have a game go over when you have, you know, Matt Vince and Christian Del Bianco in cage. But given those offenses, particularly Buffalo, um, and you got, you know, on the other side, no disrespect to Curtis Dixon and the healthy Jesse King, who's obviously top of his game uh, when he's healthy. Um, I, I feel like the, the over is probably the play in that game, even though you have to lay 127. Um, but if you like the under, if you like those goaltenders to, you know, you know, pitch some good games, uh, you can get the, the under at 
uh, plus 104. So, um, you know, interesting play there. I'd probably go over, but, um, you know, again, you kind of look at the the goaltenders in cage too sometimes when you're making these decisions. Um, And we'll move on to our final game is the two expansion franchises from the last season in the Rochester Nighthawks and New York Riptide. Um, These two teams were unfortunately at the bottom of the barrel the last time we saw them play, but they are completely different um, going into this season. Uh, A lot of roster changes, big roster changes. The the aforementioned Callum Crawford on the Riptide. Um, Nighthawks add Dan Coates um, as well as Evan Kirk. Um, and they also drafted Ryan Smith as well, who, you know, just recently won a championship with the, the chaos. You know, we were just talking about a lot of chaos players on the bandits, uh, a chaos guy on the, um, Nighthawks in Ryan Smith, um, their top draft pick of 2020. So then on the other side, you got the you know, number one draft pick who went right ab- above him in Jeff Teat. So these two teams are looking a lot different than when we last saw them. Um, I'll c- go to you, Sam, with this game. Uh, any thoughts on this and, and who do you kind of like to whether win or, um, you know, cover the spread? Yeah. So it was hard for me when picking this because again, they brought in so much. I mean, the riptide brought in Jeff T Callum Crawford, you know, Tyson Gibson as well on that roster. I mean, they've got Kieran McArdle's a fantastic finisher. And then the, the Nighthawks, you know, they've got on the defensive end, you know, Rylan Rees is, is a young guy that's been doing pretty well. Um, drafted Ryan Smith. I mean, there's there's a lot of change, and so essentially, um, if I'm betting, I'm staying away from it. But if I have to pick, um, I'm kind of rolling with the Nighthawks. Um, I just I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, discontinuity. I mean, for one, all teams have that because I haven't played in two years. But I think that the the Nighthawks at least have. I think a little bit more going for I mean, they only had one more win two years ago, but I think they have a little bit more going for them um, than, than the Riptide do. I think the Riptide have brought in a lot more. So that's really where I think the Nighthawks could pull ahead. And Pat, do you have any thoughts on this uh, game? This is, I, I agree with you, Sam, too. I'd probably, you know, maybe stay away from this game. Um, you know, if you really think the the Riptide are going to have, you know, Jeff Teed's going to have a great debut, um, you know, maybe I'm on the money line at, you know, even money. Um, or you could, you know, go Pat's way with uh, the Jeff Teat over five and a half uh, points in his debut. You can get that at plus 110 on Cool Bet. But uh, any thoughts on this game, Pat, between these uh, these two most recent expansion franchises uh, prior to Panther City? To be quite honest, this is a game where I think I don't really have any leans on, on a side. And I... I I mean, I would just lean towards the value at the, at the Riptide at plus 100, but I really like what Rochester has done. Um, you know, Sam did a good job outlining a lot of uh, the moves that they've made in the off season. But uh, for me, uh, like I said in, in my uh, my column there, I might just blindly bet over in Jeff Teat's total points. Now, I will say. What Jeff Teat does sometimes in his, his debut, uh, now that I'm saying this, I'm totally forgetting. Usually his first game is not too bad. It's the second game is when he, he goes on a tear. So if you're going to ride with me at, at over five and a half, and you know when the first period's done and he maybe only has an assist or doesn't have anything, don't worry. He's the type of guy that likes to feel the game out. He's not the one... That gets the ball, takes it right to the net. He's he lets the game come to him. He's one of the greats. You know, if you're if you have a drink, drink now because I'm going to say it. Generational talent. I know it's it's such an overused term, but he is 110 percent a generational talent. You saw what he can do in the PLO. Uh, just you know, be ready to fall off your seat when you watch him uh, play. He's apparently had a tremendous camp, um, and I think that this Riptide team looks so different, not just with adding Teat and Crawford. Um, they have a completely new coaching staff. They have a completely new management staff. Um, again, um, but Austin said it earlier, and I've mentioned it a few times, goaltending. I love Ken Orleman. He's a great prospect. Uh, Gal Abrams uh, has done a tremendous job in his career, um, but it's Kirky. I have a hard time. Sorry, Stephen or- Orleman, Kevin Orleman, another great goal, goaltender's brother. Um, but for me, I think I think goaltending could come down to this, and I think that's maybe where the bookmakers 
uh, gave Rochester an edge. Uh, but for me, I think this is a game where you just maybe don't place any money. Maybe do a couple of props. Just sit back and watch these two um, recent franchises that uh, have come in expansion. See and appreciate how far they've come uh, from last year because I think it's going to be a completely different saw, um, you know, just a, a few 600 days ago. Yeah, no, certainly looking forward to a lot of debuts and, uh, and the way these teams kind of come together. Um, I do think I like the over. You know, I don't know if I'd go as far. I mean, plus money on over five and a half points for Jeff Teat uh, is definitely enticing. Um, five and a half is still, you know, a lot for a rookie debut. Again, we're talking about, like you said, generational talent and Jeff Teat. Um, but, you know, maybe even if it's not five and a half or, you know, five or six, he's contributing, you know, three or four towards that that over and over under set at 21 right now. Um, so I'd probably lean on the over here. Um, I know you, you got Evan Kirk, you know, backstop in the, the Nighthawks. Um, and both these teams do have strong pieces on defense. But I just don't think it's enough time together for these teams that I, I think we could see this, you know, being high scoring. You know, we, we talked about Callum Crawford being able to, to cook last year. Um, and, you know, him and Jeff Teat and Tyson Gibson, the rookie of the year last year, I feel like they're going to put up points. Um, and then on the flip side, I think the Nighthawks are going to put up points as well. You know, Sean Evans, uh, Holden Katoni, you know, I, I just think there's a, a lot of talent on the offensive end on both these teams. And I think it's going to take them a little while to mesh chemistry wise on defense. So I look probably for the over 21 in this game. Um, say that now and, you know, maybe we'll have a, a tight defensive battle tomorrow. But, um, yeah, that, that wraps up our slate. I appreciate you guys joining me um, for this. Hopefully we can do this every week, uh, whether you, you guys are on or it's a rotational basis on who comes on. But, again, I appreciate you guys uh, giving your thoughts. Hopefully I, I, I love that you mentioned that we might be getting betting in the States soon, Pat. And um, I'm going to, you know, hopefully be watching every day. I've been checking my sportsbook apps uh, every day, hoping to see NLL. So hopefully we will get it in the United States pretty shortly. But for those that are in Canada, um, definitely enjoy yourself, play some wagers. And if you're in the United States, play some paper wagers on your napkins, um, see how you do this weekend. And I'll, you know, prepare you for when we actually do available, but I appreciate you guys joining me and appreciate all you guys that listened. Uh, this has been our first PLT preview and we'll see you guys next week.